0: And we have to change our attitude because our attitude is not and our flesh is naturally not going to want to get up in the morning and pray. If we have bad things happen, we're not going to want to turn to God. Our sinful yeah. nature wants to run away from God when we sin. But that's the very thing that we need. Hey, I'm Amani,
1: And this is Elijah.
0: And this is the Deeper Waters podcast by Piscata's Bros. Diving right into the waters, right here. <laughs> so
1: essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word.
0: We are Gen Zers. We were—we're we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and uh, we might just be validating <laughs> that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people, or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas, Rose. What does Piscata mean?
1: If you actually look at it, Piscata is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. <laughs>
0: uh, there's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby
1: and when you're living to be a disciple maybe you're pushing yourself but when you push yourself so much sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it because what, what what would really happen if we if we were wrong nothing but if we were wrong in the other way man what, what what would that life be like what would that life be like what would that life be like what would that life be like
0: it's so crazy how quickly summer is passing by. I know we talked about divine time from the beginning of this podcast, but life is truly a vapor. I've been blinking and this summer has just been passing by and sometimes life just feels like a lot. <laughs> and I know that I feel like everybody feels that way. But there's just some points where you reach a point to where you just can't. It feels like you can't even catch a peaceful breath. I know, I feel like that right now with getting some certain things ready for college. And honestly, as I'm thinking about it, college admissions are more stressful than college itself. But (laughs) I can't be too mad because I've seen God's favor in my life. Just seeing how I had plans for things. I had plans to figure out what the best financial decision was even for college and when I took control of things it didn't end up well but now I have a chance to go to college for free and not only have college for free um, I had a a couple of different options for transfer options and it all ended up aligning to the school I wanted to go to last Um, but now it's the school i want to go to most i have a lot of good connections there my dad actually went to the school he was alumni there but he would always talk about how great his experience was but also mentioned all the bad stuff that happened i'm like i don't want to be <laughs> involved with that that's amazing but you know for one the school's changed a lot since uh, a little over 20 years ago but on top of that um he's had a lot of connections and the school's grown and I actually got a chance to meet one of his professors who was there. And I know we've been talking a lot and he's, I know if you've done anything with college admissions, you know, it's stressful, but he not only am I not at a college that I plan to go to, but I also met people that I wouldn't have met without my dad. And the guy, this professor, he said, just see, see me in any of your emails, anything important and sure enough, I've CC'd him and everything we've met in person a couple times. And everything's basically set at this point. I know I've been stressing literally nice. for over three months trying to get this <laughs> in place, that in place, do this and that. And even before three months ago, a year ago, I had different things I wanted to do. But I just realized that God doesn't change his intention. I have to change my attitude about my situation, even though. Things are stressful. God still had to plan through all this, and He Absolutely. made it super simple. I mean, there's a stressful period when I didn't understand what was going on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but simply putting that trust. And sometimes that's that's the other thing. When we get caught up in the stress, we don't really want to pray, mm-hmm. and we don't. And if I'm honest with myself, <laughs> not only I mean, for one, I haven't done the greatest planning mm-hmm. recently with all this stress. Hence the reason why we're here at one a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> recording a podcast but on top of that you know <laughs> i haven't been praying as much as i should but we're on the break of revival this is the kickoff of a revival we just had NAYC, a big event that was held virtually this year yeah. and we're believing for awesome. some great revival not only just revival but A real commission as a whole to a recommission, should I say, as the commission was always there to be disciples that we're believing that many churches are going to be started. Many P7 clubs are going to be started. Many college clubs and just a big surge of us really taking that move to go as we talked about and to become a Mm -hmm. disciple. But we still have to maintain that connection. And sometimes it's hard when you don't really feel like doing something. But. Oh, yeah. When we do trust him, then we could try. If I would have trusted him that he would work this all out, I wouldn't have been as stressed. Mm, and yeah. if I'm honest with myself, yeah. I I I didn't fully trust him, and I could have saved yeah. myself all sorts of stress, all sorts of sleep. <laughs> and it's crazy, yeah. you know. I've seen him show up time and time and time again, but something yeah. about our human nature. Doesn't want to do that, but that's why we have to change our attitude, mm-hmm. and we also need to make sure that we're even going in the right place in the first place. If I would have prayed more about some of the decisions mm-hmm. I made, I could have ended up on the right path in the first place. But since I had a bad attitude about the college that I'm going to now a year ago,
1: yeah,
0: I ended mm-hmm. up still going here. <laughs> but I could have saved yeah. money. I could have saved a lot of problems, wow. a lot of issues. Yeah, but it was all you about just, my uh... attitude. About where God wanted to send me.
1: <laughs> yeah. man, I, I definitely get that.
0: So. Going into some of the scriptures here. I know one really good story. Really the whole story. Of Jonah. Is a wonderful story. About how we can't. Really. Choose where we're going. It's not about what we want. And where we intend to go but it's all about the attitude we have doing it because he didn't have a good attitude about where God was ending up he was sending him to a city he hated a city full of people he didn't care for and to a place that he didn't want to go so he said I'm gonna take my vacation and go the opposite hmm. direction uh, you can read yeah. between Jonah 2 and Jonah 3 and he ended up getting swallowed up by some say a whale some say a big fish but Man. Uh, if you no. could go ahead and read in Jonah 2, what exactly happened when he got swallowed? In Jonah 2, yes.
1: And uh, verse, verse 1, it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and, Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and i sank down to the heart of the sea the mighty waters engulfed me i was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves and i said o oh lord you have driven me from your presence yet yeah, i will look once more toward your holy temple and he, and he goes on and, and he's praying and what 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 he ends up doing in in more verses and it leads to at the end of chapter 2 he is just going and saying god i'm I know I've done wrong. I've messed up. I, I've, I've done these things wrong. And um, picking up, finishing chapter 2 in, in verses 8, 9, and 10, it says, Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercy. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Verse 10, And the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. So, go Noah, Noah, Jonah, sorry, not Noah jonah goes and says i'm god i messed up and i did wrong and lord if you let me free i'm i'm going to do i'm to serve you and sacrifice unto you and and live my life towards you so he lets him go and then in chapter 3 we'll read um it's very short chapter 3 is very short but it talks about here um jonah is going and talking to the Lord. So in verse one, it says, when, then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message and from the From the greatest to the least, they declared a fast, and put on burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his stern, took off his royal robes, he dressed himself in burlap, and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent the decree throughout the city, No one, not even the animals from from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. So, like uh, Amani was talking about, Today we're talking about how God doesn't change attention. We change our attitude. And and Jonah really, really wanted to not go to Nineveh. I mean, he was like, God, I'm not going to do it. And then he finds himself here in chapter two inside a whale because of what he had done. He was not willing to do what God had called him to do. So he was punished and ended up in the whale. But as you see in chapter 3, because of what God did, because of the glory and, and the power of God, Noah obeyed, Jonah obeying him. Man, I, I always mix this up. But Jonah, by just obeying God, was able to uh, do a miraculous work in Nineveh. And they became great a great people. I mean, they turned from their evil ways, and God saw that and blessed them.
0: Yes, and I I really like how it said in Jonah 3, it said, um, I believe it was in the, I don't know if it was the second verse, third verse, it's one of these verses, <laughs> oh my goodness, let me look over this really quickly. It was the third verse. Uh, It took me a second to find it. I don't know why I kept rereading over it. It said, this time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command. Which means that he didn't do that before. Which, if you know the story, he didn't didn't want to just go. And there's multiple reasons. For one, he just didn't feel like doing it. He didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to go to this nasty, dusty city. (laughs) The city got rats. The city got roaches. (laughs) And the people are like roaches. I'm not about to do this. But... God's had other plans and you could even hear in his prayer, which we didn't read all of it. Um, no. But in Jonah 2, it talks about like, you know, I'm this place really sucks that I'm in right now. And he right. ended up in a worse place than where he was going to go. Right. In the belly of a whale with seaweed wrapped around his head and all that. And he said, you know, these people are terrible people, but if it's your will, I'm still going to go and I'm going to do it and sing your praises. Mm, but yeah when he did fulfill that will and not only did he have to change his attitude to do God's will mm-hmm. but the people also had to change their attitude in order to be saved because if they didn't change yeah. his attitude God would have killed them but he knew that they would change their attitude which is why he sent them there and the mm-hmm. funny thing is too which I didn't put this in our notes but Jonah sat there afterwards once again mad and he sat there um, and it talks about it in Jonah 4. Uh, he sat underneath a tree, which God put there. And he was like, yep, they die. They gon- they're going to die. They're they going to die. And they didn't die. And while he was sitting under the tree, uh, a canker worm or a worm of some sort ate the tree up. So then he was sitting in the scorching heat and they didn't die. And he was like, God, why didn't they die? And he still had a wow. bad attitude. But nothing yeah. about his attitude changed about what Happened to yeah,
1: them? Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. What? What God was gonna do was not gonna change with his attitude? God just wanted him to do it. It didn't matter what he thought about it. He just needed to follow what God was saying, because God can do the work. It doesn't matter what we feel will happen, as long as we're willing to obey God's word, it will happen.
0: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And in the at the end of this chapter, it says, um, "When God saw what they had done and put a stop to their evil ways, He changed His mind and did not." carry out the destruction that he had threatened god didn't actually intend to destroy them that's Mm -hmm. one thing i do want you to keep in mind because if he did intend to actually destroy them then he wouldn't have sent jonah there in the first place yeah but he knew that they would and even though jonah didn't think they would because not only did he want to go there because he thought he was going to waste his time But even after he did the work and he did it with a good attitude, he still did it. Yeah. He sat there with a bad attitude and that's how it ends. He ends his chapter with a bad attitude. It doesn't say (laughs) anything else good about Jonah, but Mm. it does say something good about Noah, the people that he thought were so evil. And I think there's a little sub point that you could take up out of this. There are going to be people who maybe even help you get into the church and maybe even invite mm-hmm. you out to church And have smiled on your face But then are judging <laughs> you Because they know what your past is And they don't mm. truly believe In the fact that you can be saved And the fact that yeah. you can do God's work too But repentance yeah. is available to ev- everybody And in fact This is in the Old Testament This is before Jesus even God even came down And wrapped himself in flesh and died yeah. God always had an offering for repentance God always mm-hmm. made a way for people to repent if their heart is willing. But it was all about the attitude. They had to humble yeah. themselves and pray. And it, it talks about in Jonah 3, how the king himself, he he told them that, um well, actually, Jonah said that they'll be destroyed for 40 days. So for that whole time, he not only had his people humble themselves, but he had all the nobles, he said the animals even, mm-hmm. I love yeah. that, it said the animals alike yeah. must wear garments, he, they put whole garments of mourning on animals, that's how sorry they were, <laughs> that they weren't just gonna yeah. do himself, the king, or just the nobles, and all the other people, they they had the animals, like, they were like, you know, we got, we all about to be a sacrifice if we don't, if we don't fix our ways, yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. Honestly, it kind of goes back to that principle that obedience is better than sacrifice. If you obey what God says, you don't have to, mm-hmm. your your flesh doesn't have to be the sacrifice for your sins. Yeah. If you, that's, and it goes kind of back to how we've talked about in other episodes, you know, faith and doing stuff and in obedience to God in the great commission, it teaches you as being a disciple, you need to obey the commands. You have to teach people to obey his commands. And here in the story, they were told what to do and they did it and they were saved. And Mm. it's not a matter of, oh, I did these good works. No, they had to humble themselves. There's nothing to brag Mm. about because they knew that they were in the wrong. But God's grace, even there, it was a highlight of what a highlight, a preview of what Jesus Mm -hmm. was coming to do in the first place. And this is just Mm -hmm. coming up to my mind right now. This is not in my notes, but I'm just seeing Jesus in the story because he didn't have to give them this opportunity. And Jonah didn't even want to give him this opportunity. The vessel that he (laughs) used to do the story. through, Yeah. Yeah, It was just through God's grace and their humbling and obeying and accepting this opportunity that God put forth that saved their whole entire city. Not just one person, Mm -hmm. but the whole entire city and God, is doing this in your life. But we just have to be willing and accepting to this opportunity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, in in this story, it also reminds me of another story in the Bible, a parable God told of the workers in the vineyard. I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, but when, when when it came down to time and people that worked an hour got paid the same, that people worked all day, the people that worked all day got mad. And I feel that's kind of Jonah in this moment where Jonah's like, I don't think they deserve this. And, and and Jonah kind of had that moment, and those moments were, like you said, it ends with him just not really having a good attitude about it. But it didn't matter what Jonah thought, and it also amazes me the that the king was so willing. It doesn't say much about this king. It doesn't say much about this king at all. But the fact that this king heard this and said, "You know what? I don't wanna. I don't wanna die. I don't wanna be. I don't want me to die or my people to die." So he was willing. To bow down to a god that he truly didn't know much about. Obviously, he didn't know much about God. It doesn't or, even
0: mention his name either.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just says the king. So, it 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 really amazes me the faith that this man had, and and if he would have not had the faith, then his people and his kingdom would have perished. So yeah, I just I I really I really do love that story of, of Nineveh and even in in Jonah's inability to want to help these people because he thought well you know they're just not they're not worth the help you know i'd rather i'm just going to get on a boat go go somewhere else i don't i don't i don't want to deal with those people because first of all what if they get me and they hurt me or do something to me but also are they even worth saving but god still god still saved those people and used them and that really just shows god's love And as as disciple makers and as anything we do, we need to make sure that we show God's love and we can't we can't have an attitude. We can't have an attitude towards what God is saying and and what we think shouldn't happen or what what we think. And we always put ourselves and our personal opinions and our personal choices. and, And we want we want that to be what God does. But we need to realize that God is all knowing, all powerful. We've talked about it, I mean, in in previous episodes, how how great God is. We need to make sure that we're not putting our own reflection onto God. We're not putting ourselves in the position of God and our thoughts.
0: Yes, and I think the story could even apply kind of as to the backslider, because Jonah, Mm. he was a called man of God, and he went in the opposite direction, completely. He basically said no to god which is all <laughs> i don't know why it's he thought that was a idea. good idea but he was caught in the middle of backsliding he was on a ship going away to Tarsus in the complete yeah. opposite direction and it god made oh. a situation so bad to where it wasn't even him that confessed but it was the other people on the ship who had different gods yeah. and different beliefs and mm-hmm. i honestly think that was a witness to the people who were on the ship too because yeah. they were like, we have our gods, and we're praying. And it's like, no, you, you must have a problem. They cast lots. And mm-hmm. the lot landed on uh, uh Jonah. And
1: yeah.
0: Jonah's like, yes, I did do something wrong. And they're like, well, your god isn't real, obviously. So I don't know <laughs> what we need to do. But whatever, you must have done something. And mm-hmm. you need to fix whatever you did with your god. So in a way, for one, it was still... An opportunity for God to show His light to these people, but on yeah. top of that, God made Himself so manifest in that situation that those people had to realize—they mm. realized it before He did—that yeah, He was in the wrong, wow, and that what, God was real. What, what a even crazy thing to, to think
1: about that the yeah, you know, what a crazy thing to think about that the man of God didn't realize it first. It was the people. It was the people that. Didn't even know God that realized it first. How crazy is that?
0: Yes, and I think sometimes when you get into a backsliding state, you can perceive that God's not there when he's never truly left. Even when we left him, God doesn't leave Mm -hmm. and his intentions never change. And God still has a purpose. And even and really like his attitude changed temporarily when he was in the sets, when he was on that ship, his attitude changed a little bit. And when he was in the stomach of the well, his attitude changed a bit. And even while he was doing the work, his attitude changed a bit. But after he did the work, his attitude went back. Now, unfortunately for him, God's work was already done. And he had a bad attitude. He got a shade and then he ended up scorching afterwards when God ate up the shade and he was ungrateful for it.
1: <laughs> and yeah,
0: yeah, it's just funny to me because it's like, no matter even if you decide to keep your bad attitude, God is still going to do what he wants to do through you. And mm-hmm. I know there's yeah. scripture out there talking about how there's some people are literally going to do good works and proclaim his name and proclaim truths and people even be saved through certain people, but. A person themselves yeah. may not be saved; and may not make it to heaven, because not everybody who says "Lord, Lord" shall be saved. But mm. you can yeah. be used as an instrument, even if you're not living the right life. And I pray to God no, that that's absolutely. not me. I know I haven't, absolutely. you know, prayed as much as, as I need to all the time, and that's a that's a yeah. shameful confession, and <laughs> I repent mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. But. I just pray that I never get to a state to where my heart is so, I don't want to say Mm -hmm. hardened because you still did God's work, but like just so just have a sense of so much disdain that even the people that I worked to help for and worked for that I have a disdain towards them. And I don't actually want the success of these people. Mm -hmm. I can just, I can't, it's hard for me to imagine the heart that he had, even though he, 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 he did give God praise in that situation. Mm. But at the end of the day, he still wanted those people to die. And that's just a yeah. crazy thing, but they didn't. <laughs> and God kind of mocked yeah. them for it. But, yeah,
1: but I mean, as, as you're talking, I mean, <clears throat> we so much, you know, we may, we may change what we think one day or do different things. But in Hebrews 13 and eight, one of my favorite verses, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's so true. It seems it seems very simple. And if you go to church for any length of time, you've probably heard that verse. It seems really, really simple. But if you really break, if you really break that down, what is it? What is it truly saying there? It's saying that you know God can't. God can't change. God's not going to change for the better because He's already perfect. You know, saying He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not going to be worse, because then he wouldn't be perfect. He wouldn't be God if he w- if he was. So he's never going to change, because God is already perfect. So he can't become anymore, and he's not going to get worse, because then he wouldn't be perfect anymore. God will always be perfect. He'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's kind of hard to comprehend sometimes, I think, when so many times... I mean, in our day-to-day lives, how many times have you changed your decision in a single day? Has there been a day where you're thinking about something and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm changing my mind about this. And and you can't even make a straight thought about a simple thing. Mm -hmm. And our minds change so much to think about something. To think about a person that doesn't change their mind is always the same. It's almost crazy to think about. But it's God. And we need to make sure that we're understanding that. As Christians, it's sometimes hard because... We do see things in different ways, and our perspectives change at times, and it's sometimes hard to see God as staying the same and as a rock, but that's really what He is, and we need to make sure that we're spending that time and paying attention to what God is doing and making sure that we are trying to follow on that path to walk with God, to walk towards God.
0: Yes, and... It's funny because God is a simple God, yet he's complex at the same time. His nature never changes. His character never changes. But he's an invisible God. So there's certain things, a lot of things we could only see through his character. We see him be a judge, but he's a righteous judge. He judged his people, but he was a righteous judge. He gave them a chance. And some people got this shit as well to repent, and they didn't take it. And many nations died. Many people have perished because yeah. they didn't want to obey. But I think it's, it's just funny how that concept came back to me. That obedience is better than sacrifice. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. for one, you know, you hear that story about Saul when he was with the other King and he didn't obey God's word. And instead he decided to make a sacrifice. And then he ended up having to be a part of that sacrifice because he didn't obey God's right. word. Mm-hmm. But God even Loki applied that to himself. You know, a lot of these Mm -hmm. principles, we look at it in the stories, but we don't really see how God even obeys some of these principles sometimes. Yeah. He he could have sacrificed these people for what they did. They could have paid the price. That's what sacrificing really is a lot of times. But Mm -hmm. instead, they obeyed and they took God's grace. And another thing, too, is you said that, and the Bible says that, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes and he never will. And we mentioned this earlier. Repentance has always been an essential part of a relationship, even in the Old Testament. And Jesus dying and being the sacrifice, he's both the sacrifice, but he was also the way to show us how to be obedient. And our relationship with God requires a change in obedience. We have we, It requires a change in of, of our attitude, a change of our mindset, and a change in of, of our ways. That's the only way that we could ever grow is God's love language is obedience. So when we submit to God and to show him love, the only way that we could possibly do that is through obedience. And there's plenty of scripture about that from the old to the new Testament. That is the way that we show God love. So, you can ask yourself, you know, you can say that you love God all you want, but until we show that, and I don't, some, I've, I've been guilty. There's been times I haven't shown that love. And obviously in the story, Jonah didn't show that love at the beginning. He acted like he didn't exist. It, and we saw how that mm-hmm. happened, but we just have to remember that God will never change his intention for our lives and for the, the intention yeah. for other people, but. If anybody's going to change, it has to be us because we have a sinful nature. That's what we're born with ever since the fall. And we have to go mm-hmm. through a spiritual transformation. And that's available to us now because back in that day, yeah. we weren't able to actually be filled with the Holy Spirit like we are now. We can have a direct communication mm. with God. And not most people didn't get to have that back in the day. There's a couple prophets who got to talk with God and priests. And that was it. And we get a special, a special form after Jesus died, a special connection that most people didn't have. And so many of us don't take advantage of that. And many people nowadays mock it. It's sad to see how people mock things that are sacred, whether they be in the church or in the world.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's just we need to learn to not only revere God for his grace, but to really repent And to change, a lot of Mm -hmm. people say, you know, you don't want to change people. And we don't change people. God changes people. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't ever want to change. And without change, there's no growth. Growth literally requires change. And it's not saying that you have to change everything. But there are a lot of things that have to change. There has to be a transformation in your mind, a renewal of your mind. And it's all for the better. Is what it is. But I don't know. I, it's just a lot of our flesh takes over, and we don't want to ever want to change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know it is definitely hard to change. Um, I know in, in our life um, with with our situation with our church a couple of years ago, our uh, our pastor passed away, and it it was a it was very big tragedy, and it was very awful, but the changes that had to come with that, um, changes, changes, never easy. And, and man, I, I know he can definitely vouch for this. That it's, it was, it was very hard at times to, um, keep going at times. I know, um, because of just on the uncertainty at times, it was like, what well, what's going to happen? How, where are we going? How are we going to, how are we going to get through this? But we ended up getting our pastor now and, Everything fit perfectly, and it was it was God's will, but to be in that change, and change is still happening because not everything's the same as it used to be. Very little. <laughs> the more I feel time goes on, everything is changing. But I feel that's that's the way in life. But if you're not willing to go with that change, um, it can become a very a very scary thing if if you're not willing to roll with the punches, as as they say. You know, you're not willing to change then. In life, how will you how will you be able to evolve? Because the only way to evolve in life is to change and to go with it. Now, you need to make sure that you're structured in God, but you need to also be willing to change and improve better and be more willing to follow God's word.
0: And the only way that it's possible to do that is to submit to God. And the funny thing is, he brought up mm-hmm. that story. The very last sermon that he ever preached was to let's roll and to press on. No matter what, we had to keep rolling. Yeah. We had to keep pressing on. Yeah. And that's what our walk with yeah. God is. There's going to be times where we don't want to go. There's going to be times where we don't want to press on. But that's what we have to keep mm. doing. We have to keep pressing on. We have to keep going. Yeah. And our flesh isn't going to want to do that. But we have to put disciplines in place in our life. And we have to change our attitude because our attitude is not. and our flesh is naturally not going to want to get up in the morning and pray. If we have bad things happen, Mm. we're not going to want to turn to God. Our sinful nature wants to run away from God when we sin. But that's the very thing that we need. Our intentions have Mm. to be willing to keep pressing towards God. And our flesh doesn't ever want to do that. Our flesh is at war with our spirit. And our flesh is at war with the things of God. But we have to learn to submit that. And to press it down. Mm. And to press towards the mark of God. And the calling that he has on our lives so kind of going on into ephesians 4 and 17 through 32 and this talks about god and his children of light so in verse 17 it starts out and it says with the lord's authority i say this I live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness, and they wander far from the life God gives, because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. They have no sense of shame, they live live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that is not what you learn from Christ. Since you have heard about Christ and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your sinful old nature and your formal way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on a new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Tell us... Tell... Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work, and then give generously to those in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear him. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God has done through Christ, forgiving you. So, you know, and this 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 is talked about a lot of things right here. It, this appeal for new behavior for a new believer, and in the story of Jonah, we kind of see the opposite of some of this stuff i mean he did submit to god and he prayed but he didn't really show love to his neighbor afterwards he yeah. let the sun go down on his anger he didn't he let his flesh get the best of him really yeah but god is calling us to something else god is telling mm-hmm. us to live in the attitude that christ had and we'll never be perfect and we'll never be perfectly like christ until we get glorified bodies but yeah it it calls for a complete and total change of our attitude and change from the ways that we live, and it says like the people who live in the world, they are hopelessly confused, their minds are full of darkness because they don't want to change, yeah. and they've heartened their hearts because they don't want to change, and they have no sense of shame of what they do, and they they just do what they do, but at the end of the day, they don't have God, and they don't have that peace, and if they keep going in the way that they're gonna go, they're gonna be led to destruction, but mm-hmm. Christ taught us the way that we need to live. And this Holy Spirit is the way that we can be enabled to change because the spirit of God isn't a spirit of fear, but it's a power of love and of sound mind. And it's so funny yeah. that we had uh, the virtual NAYC and National Youth Conference that we weren't, unfortun- we were unfortunately not able to hold as a whole national thing. It would be pretty big and with certain roles with COVID in certain states. It just didn't quite work out, but we still had it virtually and it talked about, you know, a lot of us, we want, uh, it was Victor Jackson. A lot of us want to have power. And it's, t- he yeah. it talked about even with the story where Peter, he said, he confessed that God was the Christ, but then when it talked about suffering and showing love, he didn't want to do that. God's spirit mm-hmm. is of power of love and of a sound mind. And we have to have all of those components. Yeah. So a lot of us want to have the power of God. We want to be empowered to overcome mm-hmm. our situations and we want to have power to heal and power to do all the stuff. But then we lack the love. They call, he called it yep. the second ascension because they had, they, there was power there and they had power, but they didn't really truly start their ministry until after Jesus died and showed love and them realizing, Hey, we need to have love in order to do this. Like it is an essential mm-hmm. part because there's scripture out there without love. Yeah. Everything yeah. you do is useless. There's no point. Mm-hmm. But his spirit is of power. It empowers us to not only overcome our situation, but to overcome our evil attitudes. And mm-hmm. to show love and to have a sound mind at the end of the day. And Absolutely. Yeah. The, and that story of Jonah, you don't really see, you see power, but you don't really see the love. And he really yeah. didn't have a sound mind when he wasn't showing yeah. love.
1: Yeah, I I feel like so many times we underrate the power that love has as a as a disciple maker and as a Christian because love is so powerful. As you can see in the story of Jonah, that when he didn't show the love, you can see, you can see those movements and they stand out because you can see that the love was not being shown. The love of Christ was not being shown in full effect in this story, and I feel like so many times we go in our day to day lives and. It's a lot easier to get those negative thoughts to to look at people and, and be like, man, those people look like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they look like they just they're just wandering around. They look like they're not worth my time, and we don't show the love of Christ. And it's easy to just be a little kind to somebody, but to truly show somebody love and loving them unconditionally is hard to do it really is but as christians and as disciple makers we are called every one of us to show that love because mm, man it's one of the fruits of the spirit i mean it is in the bible so heavily loving people as yourself loving them and so many times we miss that mark because it's easier to just well i i I love you and then we'll just say it and we won't mean it and we won't show it in our actions. But to actually show love in your actions is is powerful because when we when we show love in our actions and, and we live the life and we truly live it where we're showing love, we'll be able to accomplish things and we'll be able to do things and we'll have an impact on people's lives when we do when we show that love.
0: Yes, and I I didn't really think to add this to our notes, but I was I have to look this up. But we talk about how Christ was the way, but He also taught about attitudes. So, um, in Matthew chapter five, um, I'm gonna just read verses one through. 11 and we'll see what he was teaching about here. So one day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice for they will be satisfied god blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy god blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will seek god god blesses those who work for peace for they will be called children of god god blesses those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of heaven is theirs god blesses you When people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers and be happy about it. Be very glad (laughs) for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way in the old and in the new Testament, people were always persecuted for showing that love and to be humble and willing to mourn before God and willing to just do what these people did in the story of Nineveh. The people in Nineveh did this and they weren't even mm. really followers of God. But they got the instruction yeah. from God and they were like, okay, we're going to mourn. We're going to beg for that mercy. We're going to humble ourselves. And God blessed yeah. them. And Jonah wasn't really the best prophet for this, but there are plenty of other prophets in the Bible who did humble themselves and they were persecuted. Mm. But we may be persecuted here on earth for following God and showing love and being the way that christ was but that's what god wants and -hmm. jesus himself was persecuted jesus himself Mm -hmm. faced all sorts of hate but that didn't change his attitude at all Mm -hmm. and that's one thing too god doesn't change his intention but we have to change our attitude and our attitude can't be affected by anything other than what god wants us to do because if we fear god more than we fear any other people then we really Mm -hmm. won't have fear If we fear God over what we fear other people, then our attitude will not change based off of what people feel about us or what people do to us or what people say about us. There should be no other effect on our attitude other than God. And when we realize that nothing else matters, other than God and Mm -hmm. let the Holy Spirit guide us even when we don't feel like it we'll realize that we have a greater purpose than what we can see right now because there's plenty of things going on that are invisible it talks about that there's plenty of things that are going on and our battle isn't against flesh and blood it's against principalities and rulers of darkness Mm -hmm. and demons and fallen angels there's a lot of things that are going on in the unseen world that we'll never fully understand until we get to that other side But yet, Mm -hmm. if we submit to that Holy Spirit, we may not be able to see everything through faith, but through faith, we can see part of God's plan and realize that not everything I see is what's really going on and not everything that I understand is what really is going to happen. But when we place our faith in God and continue to follow in his footsteps and to change our attitude and align it with his divine nature, then that's when we are doing the will of God. And that's when we start to inherit the kingdom of God, as it's said. Because those who have these beatitudes that are listed here, listed yeah. here, those are the ones that are inheriting God. Those are the ones that are going to see God. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. God blesses with mercy. Those are the ones that will be satisfied and comforted in this life are those who are living with the attitudes that God taught us to have here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I mean, I just love this. I love the verse when it says, "Be happy about it. Be very glad." <laughs> he 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 literally says, "You're gonna be mocked. You're gonna be persecuted. They're gonna lie about you. They're gonna do evil things against you." But be happy about it. Wow. Uh, it is it is hard sometimes in those moments to be happy about it. I know. It's not. It's not easy, and as a Christian, and as as a follower of of God, it's sometimes it's not easy. And there will be moments where you don't want to be happy about it, and you're not going to be very glad. But we need to remember that God is there for you, and God is by your side. And um, I remember, in the children's ministry we do at our church, there's a there's a song they have about the Beatitudes, and it it just says, if Pretty much the the basics of the song is if, if you listen to the Beatitudes, they help you keep a good attitude. Is, is is the rhyme in the song? Matthew chapter five is the Beatitudes. It helps you to keep a good attitude. But you know, if if you really pay attention, you apply these things, and you and you read through this, it'll it'll help you in your attitude towards God. It'll help you realize that you know my attitude needs to be affected by the cross, by where I'm going. We're all headed towards God. We're all headed towards heaven. And we need to make sure that our attitudes are facing that way. We need to make sure that we have our good attitude in all of these moments. When they're mocking you and they're persecuting you and they're saying things about you and they're doing evil things in your name because of who you are. You need to make sure that you're paying attention and you're really focusing your attitude to have a good attitude to be living for God.
0: Yes, and I think another thing on top of that is when you read that scripture, it literally tells you the reward for every one of those attitudes right there.
1: Yes. If you do yes. this
0: then that. If you do this then mm-hmm. that. It's a logical thing too. It tells you exactly mm-hmm. what will happen if you do this. If you have this attitude. This is what God sees. This is what God will do. Yeah. This is what's gonna happen if you have this attitude. So if anything that yes. should be even more encouragement on top of how you feel or how you don't mm-hmm. feel that should be more encouragement because it tells you what this produces by having these attitudes outside of how you're going to impact other people and mm-hmm. it was funny i know elijah just talking about it's not easy it really isn't and yeah. it wasn't easy for jonah to do mm-hmm. um but and when he was saying that I was I don't know why it kept popping in my mind it must be because it's like two o'clock <laughs> right now, but I just I just couldn't help but think about I think it's Kermit the Frog who says it's not easy being green. I don't oh know, maybe something yes. else. But it no, you know yeah, We're not know, green, yeah, but it's, exactly not it. yeah, it's not easy being Christ like it's not
1: easy being Christ like. Oh no, it's definitely not. It's not easy to be a disciple maker, but God didn't say it was gonna be easy, right?
0: But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I think Mary Mary made a song about that. It was not easy, <laughs> but it's worth it. I don't know. It's I know really- some Christmas song is out there and that song gets different yeah. every time. It's like, it's, it's really not easy, but it is 125% worth it. <laughs> but yeah. And just one more thing. It, out of all this stuff, it talked about the attitudes to have, but the last thing it said, even when you are enduring the persecutions and dealing mm. with other people, you, you should be happy about it. And I know
1: yeah.
0: even starting a 7 Club, and I know we talked about that a couple episodes ago, and I talked about, you know, I worked with certain people and it didn't quite work out, but there was also people who... Mocked the club and they made fun mm-hmm. of it, and I know it was really hard for me at first, especially in middle yeah. school. I mean, now I've kind of reached the point. Uh, this has become a life motto, actually, and you may hear me this more and more in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of you know what I'm about to say because I've <laughs> been making people repeat it. people are like, "Oh, do you not like this person?" Or "Are you not getting irritated with this person?" No, this is my life motto now, so I can. I've been so irritated with so people so many people, but this isn't really a revelation from God, by the way. I'm just saying, like, this is what I say. But I can—I I just say, tell myself, I can no longer be disappointed by people, but only impressed. And obviously, there's there's certain times where you're gonna be over people, and you're gonna be disappointed and not happy with the way either people treated you, or the way people may have done things under you or above you or up here. But when you when you stop focusing so much on, for one, maybe something that you expect people to do, maybe they're on average a disappointment. Why would you keep focusing on that? There's nothing you could do. If especially there's nothing you can do to change or improve it, instead, focus on a few times to do something good and a few times to say something right, because honestly, you're going to that's the only way you're going to be happier about a situation like that. And I know. There's been times where people sit there and make fun and poke fun and say all this is rude and vulgar stuff about the club and really even blasphemous stuff about God in general. And it was really sad to see even at that young of an age, but Mm -hmm. God instructs us even that, even in times like that, when people are mocking you, people mocked Jesus Mm -hmm. himself. Yeah. We still have to be happy about it and have a good attitude and we'll be blessed for that. Absolutely. And we may not see all the blessings right now, but just remember what it says. Each thing will produce, each attitude that we have will produce. And a lot of those attitudes are things that you'll have if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And I pray that if you're listening to this and you're not filled with this Holy Spirit to pray for it, repent. Be baptized in his name and pray for Mm -hmm. God to send his Holy Spirit to comfort you. Because that's the only way you'll be comforted in this flesh and led and guided. Because the fruits of the Spirit are many of these things that are listed in the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. So, going into the last verse, and I'm going to have to read it here. It's Psalms 33,
1: verses 9 through 11. Yeah, it says, For when he spoke, the world began, and it appeared at his command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So this this verse just kind of reiterates what, what we said this whole podcast. That God's intentions will never change. He created the world. He was here before the world. He was here before time began, as we talked in, in a previous episode. He, he, he's been here this whole time. And his intention has stayed the same since before we were even made as a planet, before we were born, before anything ever happened. God's intentions have always been the same. God's never going to waver. God's never going to decide one day, well, you know, actually, never mind. Against everything I've ever believed, forever, I'm actually going to change what I I said and what I thought and my intentions. God's never going to do that.
0: Yes. And one thing I think about, too, is it talks about, for one, when he spoke, the world began and it appeared at his command. For one, he commands everything. And two, it says the Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. I know nations, as uh, we've learned about a couple of days ago uh, at the same event uh, NAYC. Um mm-hmm. one of the things he talked about is not only does nations mean nations, but a lot of times it trans- translates to ethnicities and it talks about in the last days you know how nation is gonna be against nation and we're seeing that rising you know we've yeah. seen you know blacks pit against whites and Asians pit against this and I've seen a rise of na- Native Americans pit up against people and we're just All these nations are going to go against people. And he talked about to be a disciple in these last days. It's eventually going to get to the point where there's going to be people, even a part of your own race and your own creed and your own culture that you came and were birthed out of that are going to hate you for Mm. what you do. But here's the thing, even though those people are going to go and stay in their own culture and stay with only people of their ethnicity and just do things their way, their plans are going to be frustrated and any schemes that may be coming out of any organization mm-hmm. and any plan that may not be in God's will that are from these nations they're they're going to be thwarted mm-hmm. and we may not see everything that happens but God does and the only way that we will truly reach that peace truly reach that comfort and truly get those blessings from God is to submit to him over what the culture mm-hmm. is we talked about culture last podcast yeah. We have to submit to him over yeah. that culture because mm-hmm. it's our attitudes that have to change. And if our attitudes never changed, if our attitudes never changed, then we will become frustrated and our plans will be thwart- thwarted yeah. because his mm-hmm. plan stands forever. He had a plan before we even created it. He had a plan of salvation, but it talks about how the lamb, the sacrifice of the lamb, the revelation was planned before the world was created. God already knew that he was going to have to send a sacrifice. Even though we had free will, he could see the beginning and the end of it. And he still said, this is going to be a good idea. This is, this is going to be good. He already knew what we were going to do. Like he said, you know, even in the story of Nineveh, he already knew those people were evil, but he already knew that they would repent if they had the opportunity. Yeah. So he gave them that opportunity and let them know, Hey, if you keep going this way, this is what's going to happen. But if you do humble Mm -hmm. yourself, if you do pray, and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways then you will hear from me from heaven and I'll heal your land and deliver your people out of this and that's the only way we can ever get through our troubles that's the only way that we can get what God has planned for us is to humble ourselves Mm -hmm. and pray if we are doing something bad right now if you're living a bad life or living a secretly sinful life we have to humble ourselves and pray in order to get God's will. and anything other than that it's not going to work. God's plan is already set. And it was set before, well before you were born. And well before you even were even, I don't want to say thought of, <laughs> but a thought on yeah. this earth anyway. Yeah. Well before. Eternity before. Beyond time. Yeah. Before time, this plan was set. Yeah. Before time was even a concept. Yeah. This plan was set. So anything other than this plan, it's not going to work. That's why our attitudes have to change because our plans will never come to pass. It's only God's. So we have to have a God attitude. We have to have his be attitudes. Mm -hmm. The only way that we can really be submitted to his plans is to change your attitude to a God attitude.
1: Amen. Yes. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If anyone has any feedback, we really want to hear anything you guys have. Anything at all. We love doing this podcast, and we love reaching out and having these conversations and doing these topics. But um, if anyone has any recommendations or any topics they'd love to hear us talk about, or um, any any questions asked, um, we plan on doing a podcast episode soon with questions from people. We're going to be posting on our Instagram the next couple of weeks, doing like questions on there. If anyone would like to hear and answered on the podcast. Um, but we, we just love doing this for you guys.
0: Be sure to leave a review if you're on Apple Podcast. And if you're on Spotify, share it or any other thing. Share it. Let other people know that, you know, this podcast is here, especially if you learn something from it. But yes, other than that, we just want to say thank you so much for taking time to listen. I know we put in a lot of effort and we're up at 220 on a Sunday when we're going to have to get up here in a couple hours. Yes. But to me this is worth it If one person hears yeah. it And even if they remotely In the right direction If that's yeah. just one thing that helps If only one person It makes it all worth it I know we're tired and this episode Maybe could have been done when we had more energy And we really felt like <laughs> doing it But I feel that No matter how I feel And how this flesh feels or how tired I feel That mm-hmm. we can still do God's will And we can still provide some sort of bible so i hope this episode is up good uh and I, i'm sure it did i'm i think anything with god's word is good and w- it means. We, we're not always good i can assure you elijah's not always good
1: oh, uh, wow. i'm not always good
0: for a <laughs> fact so I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna shoot him down. I'm tired of saying crazy stuff, but yes, just be sure to interact with us. We we'll, we love to hear it, and I know pretty soon we're gonna be going our separate ways, going to college really soon. I, I can't believe Elijah's gonna be going multiple hours a distance, and we'll be adjusting to doing yeah. virtual podcasts. And I do want to give a heads up. I I don't think this will be the last episode. Uh, For a while, but if it does end up being that so, or there was a short break, it would be because of us (laughs) in our travels and getting settled into our dorms. But I'm I'm I highly doubt that this will be the last episode. But if it is, this is the forewarning. But (laughs) once again, thanks again for listening to this. Be sure that you analyze your attitude and making sure that your plans align with God's plans and that your attitude aligns with the attitudes that were listed here. And I pray that you just will start a prayer life and ask God to guide you and his spirit to produce the fruits of the spirit. And I just pray that everything works out for you and that you have peace and a wonderful day. God bless.